Jesus was so tired, they put him, and there were other disciples out there. We just have the account from Peter to Mark. Uh, but there were other boats. The text says there were other boats. I don't think it was just paparazzi trying to get a shot of Jesus on his boat red carpet. I think there were just other disciples who pushed out with them. But they said, Jesus is tired. Fellas, we got to get him out of here. You know Jesus was tired. He was so tired of meeting needs. I'm just talking physically tired. He got into the boat and he said, let's go over to the other side. I mean, that doesn't mean they couldn't go around and meet him, but he said, let's go over to the other side. And he went into the stern and fell asleep on a cushion. Now, it's one thing to find a nice, peaceful place to just lay down. Oh, man, family's gone. And Kelly, Kelly is like the women in my family. They, they sing all the time. And they're like, um, uh, Mike, Dad, you need to say this. Look, is this what you need? How and I, we're just alike. We, just, we have strong women in our lives. And that's why people hire us. Because if they fire us, they got the, the women may go too. <laughs> we know how that works. Jesus gets in there on a cushion. He goes to sleep. He's not playing sleep. I mean, he's out. My grandmother would say, he's woed out. He's just woed out. He's so sleepy that a... A, a great storm. Now, the King James Version, I think, calls it a furious squall, which implies this storm was just not a regular storm. This was a demonic storm. This was a storm meant to take Jesus and everybody with him out. This was a storm that from the pit of hell said, we're going to get these guys. I mean, this was a, have you ever just in, a, in, in your life or maybe the life of the last 15 years of your church, have you ever just felt like this is not just regular church crazy? This is spiritual warfare. This is really like demonic and even though we are not the demons, Satan has a way of making you think he don't exist. And it's just that you need a pill or I don't understand your Enneagram or you are, you know, a INTJ or ESPN, whatever you are. <laughs> I mean, use all the indicators in church 360s. Do you think? But sometimes some storms arise because it's just demonic. Jesus is so tired, he's still asleep. You know why Jesus is asleep? Because Jesus does not get anxious. He's a non-anxious presence. In each and every one of our lives, we need Jesus to just, the Holy Spirit comes up beside us and say, okay, I got this. 
I know your stomach is rattling. You didn't took about 12 Zantac. Stop taking those things. You're going to tear your stomach up. Let me walk with you. Let me remind you of the sermon you heard last week. Let me remind you of folks saying, you know, I love you. I'm praying for you. Don't ever, when somebody says, I'm praying for you, don't act like, well, that's just a small thing. That's not a small thing. Jesus, as a non-anxious presence on that boat, his presence was enough. But you know we would have all been doing the same thing. I mean, if I was a Navy guy and that storm rose up, or if I was a fisherman making my living on the Sea of Galilee, man, I would have been, I don't really know what Navy people do. I would have been frapping the houses and toting that barge and bailing that water. And I would just get to a point where Howard and I would say, look, man, the teacher, he, he ain't doing nothing. I mean, come on, Derek, look, we are, we are, we're doing our very best and we bumping into each other. And, you know, and I'm, you know, this was a nice cruise. We were getting away from it all. We just was getting away from it all. Now we bumping into each other. I, I hate you and I hate this trip. I hate being a disciple. I hate this church. Everybody's ugly. I just... I'm just trying to draw you a picture of chaos. I mean, we read the Bible and it looks really ho-hum. That's a nice children's story. Look, them, them dudes was hot. They go to where Jesus is asleep. And it's like, bro, wake up and smell the storm. Do you care? <laughs> we're, we're dying up here. I mean, the, the boat was full. It's Jesus. You, you're floating, man. <laughs> if it wasn't for this cushion, you'd be dead. You'd be drunk. You're floating. We're, you're floating, and you're still asleep, and we are trying to save our lives. And they said, do you not care? Sometimes you wonder in your life, does God know what I'm going through? I mean, I mean, does God know? Do you know how many billions of stars there are in this galaxy, the Milky Way? Do you know there's probably 100 million more galaxies? Do you know that God knows the names of all of those stars? Did you know that even though Jesus did not speak a word of English when he was here on earth, do you know he can understand every single language, every single utterance, and understand them all at the same time because he sit right next to God? And what kind of mediator would he be if he did not know what folks were going through? That's his job. To pray for you. He dispatched the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit actually says things for each and every one of you that you don't even know to say. I think David said, I was so troubled that I couldn't even speak. Have you been in such a storm that when you had a chance to pray and you were sitting in a circle and they said, okay, what you want to pray about? And you say, Do you know the Holy Spirit understood that when you said, 
He went right to work when you did that because he understands groans and utterances. When black slaves are coming across the middle passage, the, 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 the groans that they had in those holes, that was powerful stuff. Sometimes the church is just glorious groaning. As meticulous as I'm trained to be, even though I'm from the hood, I try to be meticulous. As meticulous as I'm trained to be using words, because I'm a teaching elder in one of the most highest trained denominations. Let me tell you, as meticulous as I try to be, sometimes my best prayers are just, That's some powerful stuff in that, none of y'all. Some of you did understand that, but you couldn't put it in the words. You couldn't parse the verbs in there, could you? So Jesus, after they say, Lord, do you not care? So, okay, so God knows what I'm going through. Why won't he do something about it? Because maybe he don't care. I would rather you not know than to know and not care. It's just best. I mean, even the Bible says it's better to not know than to know and not do. I mean, does Jesus actually care? He cares so much that he brought y'all into this building. And I'm just not talking about the building, which is a total blessing, but he bought you individually because nobody could find God where is God I don't but he found us but the last thing that Jesus shows him is that not only do I I know and care but I'm able Jesus gets up with the best that the demons in hell can conjure up He's not flexing, he's yawning. Because he don't need to flex. He rebukes the wind. And then he tells the waves, be still and stay still. Because it's imperative. Be still and stay still. How many times has Jesus said to me, Mike, you got a lot of storms going on. Be still and stay still. That was a great calm. Because Jesus was not talking to molecules of water. He was actually talking to the forces that were behind it. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing in your life that Jesus cannot calm down. Does that mean that when he speaks that we all like stop on a dime? Sometimes he said that he said that three years ago to you. And we're just a part of the parachute to slow you down, to get you to a place to where I think I'm still now. I think I have this peace in my life. Brothers and sisters, when Jesus does that, That calm, I remember being at Covenant Seminary 
and a lot of you may not know it, but I have Tourette's syndrome. I was born with Tourette's syndrome. My grandfather had it. It just means I have too much dopamine, too much adrenaline in my system. And I don't really know why. I just really wish I didn't have it. I used to say, I wouldn't wish Tourette's syndrome on my worst enemy. Then I say, well, yes, I would. Uh, you know, but that's the carnal side. Don't, don't do that. Amen. We love people. Jesus died for everybody. So, uh, <laughs> but, so one day I'm taking a final. I'm a student at Covenant. This is like 96 or something. And I, I had like ticks really bad. And they were getting kind of vocal because sometimes when I would get upset, I would make these grunting sounds, sounds and stuff like that. And it, and it was really, you know, it was kind of annoying if you're trying to take an exam in the room with me. So finally, uh, one of the proctors of the exam said, hey, Mike, you want to you know, take your... And it was really awkward because, you know, he's white, I'm black. It's like, oh, God, let's do, do we really have to do this? So I said, yeah, I'm having like a rough day. I'll go down. And I went into a room by myself uh, to take the exam. And it was the prayer room. And how you may remember, we had that prayer room in the basement of the chapel. And it really hurt me to have to do that. And uh, I remember in that prayer room, and I think Jesus was saying, yeah, you need to take the test, but there's another reason I want you to go to this room. In that room, there was some scripture, and it was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It said, do not be anxious about anything, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto the Lord. And the peace of God, which surpasses, transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I needed to see that so bad. And brothers and sisters, that is what we would call an imperative. But the verse right before that, verse 5, is the indicative. And it just says, the Lord is at hand. So I want you to know that you are here these 15 years. And Jesus, his presence is, is with you. Do not neglect, not only to say, Lord, we need your help to steal this storm, but do not neglect what he's taught you about being a reflection and a representative of himself because you have the storm-stealing calmness by the power of the Holy Spirit to speak things to other people. As Pastor uh, Howard said, you who joined the church, thank you for being here. But a part of representing Christ is being able to take words of healing and peace to people who are in furious squalls. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for this time and thank you for my sisters and brothers. Thank you for them giving me the opportunity to say something for you and to them. And I just thank you for this church and Lord, I just look forward to the next 15 years in Jesus' name. Amen.